The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The show is brought to you by our generous patrons at patreon.com slash falloutlorecast. Robots Radio presents the Fallout Lorecast. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast, a place for the Fallout community to come together to explore the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. Hey Vault Dwellers and Wastelanders, welcome back to another episode of the Fallout Lorecast. This week we are returning to another episode of the Vault Oddities, as I've named them. I don't know if Oddities is the best title for these, but these are vaults that are described by only one line, and most of these come out come from the Fallout Bible. And this week we are diving into vaults 53, 55, and 56, another group of three vaults that are very close together in number. And to start with, Vault 53, and we're just going to dive right into this. So Vault 53, all it says is, most of the equipment was designed to break down every few months. While repairable, the breakdowns were intended to stress the inhabitants unduly. (laughs) They specifically use the word unduly. Man, can you imagine living through a situation where all of the equipment that you need in the vault functions and it all seems to work fine and then it breaks down every few months, every piece of equipment, everything from the water chip to the electronics to how you generate electricity to uh, the computer systems to the vault door to the plumbing. I mean, you could... You could set this up in a way where everything was manufactured as if it was designed by people who were were just on a rush to go on break uh, and, and not double checking everything that they do as they put it together. Now, the question here I have is I can see how you could design a computer system to have some sort of code that would purposely break the the code in the computer system every few months on some sort of timer, maybe even. Um, But I I can't imagine having built a vault where the actual hardware in the vault, even something like a computer chip, if it isn't software coded into the chip to break, would break down every few months. I'm not sure exactly how you would manufacture that to work. Because once any good repair person, and I would imagine these people would get very, very good at repairing the things in their vault because things are breaking down so often, would be able to to determine the root cause of the situation and fix it. For example, if you had problems with the plumbing, if the plumbing was not designed to last and 
kept failing. Joints were coming apart. The plumbing itself was not manufactured uh, thick enough so that uh, gaps and leaks would occur. Then eventually the people in the vault would have to replace all of the plumbing. And once the plumbing broke or started leaking in a number of different places over a few different months, they would probably just figure out that all the plumbing needs to be replaced. And instead of waiting for all the rest of it to continue breaking, would pull it apart, rebuild it and put it back together, or at least find a way to stitch it back together or maybe stitch isn't the right word, but reinforce it with the materials that they do have. Um, that leads to another question about what materials do they have and how do they keep fixing these things? I'm not sure about that. Now, even if you were in a vault situation where the things that were being um, broken were uh, software in origin, things like uh, the computer systems or even some of the hardware that I was developing some sort of so software glitch regularly to keep things from working correctly, then I can imagine that even in that situation, somebody who understood the code well enough could eventually trace things back to some sort of root code that was creating the issue. And if that's the case, then now you've designed a system where the very inhabitants at some point are going to figure out that the system is was designed to break, that somebody was trolling them, that something that they were expecting to work well and into the future to preserve their lives was not designed correctly. And I can imagine definitely a situation where the overseer or anybody in the vault who was aware of this would be held accountable for the issues. I can also see a situation where these kinds of issues would eventually, or maybe initially lead to people being harmed or damage. Uh, what if what if a door malfunctions while somebody's walking through it, or what if the uh, electricity malfunctions while somebody's putting something into the the walls, into the circuitry, working on on some of the electric parts of the of the vault, and they get shocked. I can see lots of situations where things would backfire. It wouldn't just be stressful that things were breaking, but actually detrimental to the well-being of the people inside. And once people started to get hurt, then all of a sudden tensions would rise. Things would start to boil over, I guess you could say. The other situation I can see here is that you would have a limited amount of resources in the vault. So at some point, even if they couldn't trace everything back to the, the key reasons why things keep breaking, eventually you would run out of the resources to fix the things that were going wrong. And this seems like the kind of vault where people would eventually leave early in order to seek out something to help them solve the problem. Uh, much like in the vault from Fallout 1 where you have a failing water chip and you get sent out of the vault in order to go find a replacement chip. I can imagine that that would be the case. At some point, you're just not able to fix anything else because you don't have any more supplies to use. So where else can you get supplies? Well, you know that they there used to be supplies on the surface. There, there used to be places you could go and find extra plumbing or computer parts or whatever else you needed. 
So in that case, this vault wouldn't last very long, at least not as originally intended. Um, it would break the experiment in a way. I could see that happening. Do you have any other thoughts on how this would work? I mean, specifically this is worded. Most of the equipment was designed to break down every few months. So as if it's on a timer and most of the equipment. So everything, everything that was being used and it also says, while repairable, the breakdowns were intended to stress the inhabitants unduly. What else could go wrong? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. If you were to design this vault, how would you set it up so that everything works in a way that everybody gets tested according to this premise, but not so much in a way that it would actually harm people or force them to leave the vault? Because uh, a science experiment with this would only be effective if you could actually keep people in the situation long enough to study the effects. Let me know what you think. Now, these next two vaults are related. And it's interesting that they are numbered 55 and 56. Because 55 says, all entertainment tapes were removed. That's all it says. 56 says all entertainment tapes were removed except those of one particularly bad comic actor. Sociologists predict failure before vault 55. (laughs) So these two vaults are basically two different versions of the same experiment with one having a tweak. And um, they're actually predicting that Vault 56 will fail before Vault 55. <laughs> we don't know the results of any of these vaults. They're only, this is, this is it. This is all we're given. So in a future Fallout game, we could see what happens to some of these vaults. <laughs> I have to wonder, which do you think would actually fail first? Simply all entertainment tapes removed. So no history of entertainment or anything from pre-war America. Uh, Nobody can pull up old episodes of the Johnny Carson show and watch them in order to relieve some stress and and enjoy some entertainment. None of that stuff exists. And And it says removed. So it's as if that stuff did exist or people were bringing those things into the vault and then those things were specifically removed from the vault. In Vault 56, though, everything's removed except for one particularly bad comic actor's tapes. So this would be like living in a vault where the only movie you have to watch is uh, Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo, or any of those terrible comedies. And that's it. That's the only film you have. Can you imagine a situation where kids are growing up in in this world and... And I mentioned this on a previous episode, the generation that goes into the vaults would end up having a different, a very different experience than the generations that grow up in the vaults, because the generations that grow up in the vaults are experiencing the world for the first time, and they're setting their standard according to what they know. So in their minds, maybe Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo is not just the only movie they know, but the best movie, the funniest movie, maybe all jokes then revolve 
around things that are brought about in that video. So even more than this being an experiment to see how long this would be sustainable and when or why this fails, I have a feeling that unlike Vault 55, Vault 56 would change culture among this community forever. Vault 55 would too. You wouldn't have as much recorded entertainment to pull back from from the past. So you'd kind of forget some of that stuff. Uh, ways of speaking, types of jokes, things like that would go out of style or disappear quicker than in a vault where you do have old entertainment still from pre-war times. You A lot of that stuff would carry forward. But in a vault where you don't have any of that, really it you have nothing to compare entertainment to. So maybe people would be happier because think of it this way. If you are comparing every little production, every little play, every little music number, every little comedy routine by anybody in the vault with all the greats in entertainment history, when you have the, the little quaint little vault play going on and then you are able to compare that to gone with the wind, then that's a very difficult comparison. You're looking at Hollywood actors in some of the best movies of all time. But in this situation, you don't have that to compare to. So your standards are lower. All you know is Jim down the way and Alice in the room across the hall are the two best actors you've ever seen. And you can't wait for their next production. You're starting over from scratch in a way. You don't have previous conceptions about what the funniest jokes are. You know, Gary, <laughs> Gary, uh, when he does stand up, is the only funny guy in the vault and he's the most hilarious guy in the vault. And it doesn't matter that he only tells fart jokes. Those are the funniest jokes because you've got nothing else to compare it to. In Vault 56, now you have a situation where the comparison is so low quality that not only does it change culture, you have a culture shift because of it, but maybe, maybe the opposite happens because the quality of the movies is so bad. The acting is so bad that people get this like warped view of post-war America, especially for the non-original inhabitants of the vault, the, the generations later. Maybe they develop a sense of, wow, this film is not the best thing that they've ever seen. These are the best jokes. But maybe they realize that like, oh, this is the worst. And if the, if this is all we have from post-war America, then everything else must have been terrible too. And maybe it's a good, good thing that that society is gone. I don't know. This could go a few different ways. What do you think about it? Could you survive in a vault where there is either no previous entertainment from the culture before or only absolutely terrible comedies. I don't know that I would end up watching any of those comedies. That's for sure. I have a feeling I would being that I'm a content creator. I think I would probably end up writing a lot. Uh, I do have a little bit of an acting background, so I think maybe I would contribute to like the local entertainment guild or whatever is in the vault that 
is there to entertain people. I have a feeling we also would move back to a culture that was pre, uh, pre-industrialized where you didn't have televisions and radios and things to listen to. Most of the time in those cultures, you read a book if you were literate or you went down to the local pub or the, or the local theater and that was it. That was your level of entertainment. I can't imagine that would be so different for the original inhabitants that would almost be like removing flavors from their food, something that they've grown accustomed to is just gone. Well, here you go. Here's a pizza. Well, there's no cheese on it. Yeah, we don't have cheese anymore. It doesn't exist. Pizza is just bread with sauce. You mean I can't ever taste cheese again? Nope. Sorry. No cheese. It doesn't exist. I can't imagine that. But this is the way things have been for most of human history. We didn't have television. We didn't have radio. We didn't have the internet. We've been spoiled by these excesses of entertainment. So much so that we keep raising the bar. We keep looking for Bigger, better, louder, faster. Maybe this would reset everything. I wonder what these people would do when they leave the vault. When they're walking around the wasteland and they come across some old tapes, some old comedy tapes, some old movies. I bet they would just eat those up. That would be like candy. But then again, would they even understand them? If you were to take a Marx Brothers film from the 1940s and you were to go back in time 100 years before the invention of the radio, I don't remember exactly when radios were invented, but even mid-1800s, they probably weren't very prolific, even if they were a thing that existed at the time. And you were to show them, you brought a television with you from the 1940s a simple small monitor black and white and you displayed a Marx Brothers film for people in the 1940s would they be able to understand it would they see it as funny or would it just be nonsense if you were to take Gone with the Wind and go back to the Civil War and display it for people during that time would it be a marvel of entertainment or would it just be confusing? What do you think? Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them. All right, so everybody knows how VPN services and ExpressVPN can protect your privacy and security online. Right. But did you know that there are some secret hidden benefits to using ExpressVPN, like unlocking movies and shows that are only available in other countries? So if you're like me, you probably enjoy watching shows on Netflix, for example. Well, with ExpressVPN, you can unlock the UK version of The Office or Parasite from South Korean Netflix. Over a hundred different countries. All you have to do is change your location and refresh Netflix or whatever, Hulu, 
BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. In fact, when I set it up for myself, I was surprised at how easy it was. It just installs and then loads up and works. And it works on more than just PCs, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and so much more. So if you want to access hundreds of new shows, use my link right now, expressvpn.com slash falloutlore, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash falloutlore, expressvpn.com slash falloutlore to learn more. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Why don't we ask the newcomer? You support the news? Hey friends, just a quick reminder before I get into the rest of the stuff on this episode that if you are a patron, and I'm going to talk about you guys because you guys are amazing in just a minute, remember to to listen to the end because we have the next part of our choose your own adventure story. And if you are not a patron, then you can sign up on patreon.com for just $1, patreon.com slash falloutlorecast will get you ad-free episodes and the extended version of the show where our hero maybe is deciding what to do to continue looking for his wife it's going to be interesting so stay tuned for that thanks for tuning in again everybody i really do look forward to hearing back from you about some of these topics some of you guys have written in and, and i really do appreciate it um these are the kinds of things where the story is just open there really isn't a story there there's just a simple premise and in those situations I like to imagine that I'm in a room with some other game designers and I'm going okay how do I how do I take this premise and make it something interesting in the game and that's the first step I guess the second step would then be to build characters into the situation and build them out and have them do different things so I'd love to hear your thoughts thoughts on that especially if you are the kind of person who does other content creation like some of the other people on the the network um like check out the the uh, chad fallout 76 story that is going awesome and and again the same kind of thing that all started with the idea that he was writing audio logs in the perspective of his character in the game and i could totally imagine a situation like that uh, from some of you guys. So let me know if you create anything really interesting. I would love to share it on the discord and on Twitter and let other people see it. There's a whole lot of really cool content out there. People are making, and if you're doing anything cool, please let me know. I'd love to read your stuff. So this week we have one new patron, uh, tier two patron, Stephanie L. Thank you so much, Stephanie. And we have some big news. At the end of last month, we hit our $100 goal, our first stretch goal. So that means, patrons, I need you guys. I sent you out a message on Patreon.com. So go check out your messages on Patreon.com. You probably got an email notification. I have sent a link to you. And here's what we're going to do. I want to hear from you guys. All 20 of you 
everybody who was a patron in June. And heck, even if you, I mean, it's going to take some time to get all the messages together and build an episode out of this. So even if you sign up now, after listening to this show, when you get in before the episode comes out, then I can still highlight your message. But send me a voicemail. I want to hear your your voices. I want to hear your questions or just your thoughts about the show or your thoughts about playing Fallout and the things you love. G- give me something about you. I, I want this to be the focus is you guys because you are the ones who are allowing me to do this and supporting me each step of the way. And I appreciate it so very much. So send me your messages. Check out that link. If you don't know where to go, shoot me a message. You guys know how to reach me. I can always forward the link. I'll put it again in the Discord group. Anywhere else that you guys want to reach me. I I really just want to take as many of these messages as I can and highlight them. And if you are a little shy about having your voice on, on a podcast, because I know some of you might feel that way. I know a lot of people don't like to hear themselves recorded. Uh, just let me know in the message and at the beginning say, please don't put this in the episode, but please relay this message or just shoot me a note. That would work too. If you send me a, a private message on Twitter at fallout lorecast or falloutlorecast at gmail.com, I will include those messages as well in the episode and I'll read it out and I'll pretend to do your voice and it will sound awesome because I'm so good at so many voices. Um, and I'm also super humble. Uh, um, so thank you. Thank you. All the patrons. This is super exciting. I've set a new goal, $200. When we hit $200, we're going to do another one of these episodes. At least that's the plan for now. If I don't get much of a response from you guys, and this isn't something you really want to do, then that's fine too. We can kind of shift it around. We'll figure something else out to do, but I'd love to hear from you guys. Please let me know. Also, this week, we have news about what about what other stuff about uh, reviews, which we're going to get to at the end. If you are um, excited about these shows and want to help support us other than financially, please leave a review on iTunes or just tell a friend about the show. Tell somebody else, hey, this is a great show and I love it and it's, and it's super fun. Also, um, and I'll get to the reviews in a little bit. I, I definitely want to let you know this is the week of the 4th of July. And to celebrate, I have a code out there for getting free shipping on the store, on the Robots Radio t-shirt store. And there are two different Fallout shirts. There are two different Elder Scrolls shirts. I hope to have some more designs in there at some point. Um, If you are an artist with some really cool ideas, let me know because some of these designs are from you guys. And I would love to showcase your work. So send that my way as well. Um, but if you log into the uh, the robotsradio.net store, so just go to robotsradio.net, click on store, you'll see it. And then you can get free shipping on any of the stuff you order for the next week or so. I think it, things will go until, I believe it's set to go till Sunday or Monday coming up. Um, so the Sunday or Monday after the 4th of July. So what is that, the 6th or 7th? Um, but don't, don't wait till the end, get in there, take a look. If there's something you like, there's all sorts of different colors and things you can go check that out. So in other news, I'm, um, I've got a bit of stuff coming up next week where, uh, I'll just put it out there. My, my father is actually undergoing a very important surgery and that's going to happen early next week. And so I might be out of town. I'm going to see if I can't get something up for you guys to listen to next week. Um, I'm going to see what I can do, but if I can't do that, I might be 
a little bit busy with personal stuff. So I hate to miss a week if at all possible, but I might, might just have to do that for once. Um, I don't know what's going to happen and things are kind of, uh, up in the air. So I'll just say that, um, without getting too personal, but yeah, go, go listen to old episodes, I guess. Actually, you know, it'd be a really good opportunity is for you guys to check out some of the other shows on the network and the network continues to grow. We've got all sorts of good shows on the network, uh, including hidden pixels and Chad, the fallout 76 story, and even more elder scroll stuff like written in uncertainty and out of the vault with Duke talks about fallout stuff and updates there's all sorts of good stuff on the network and we're continuing to grow. So go check out that stuff. If you miss me next week, I, I really do apologize. I'm going to do my best, to at least put up a little bit of something for you guys. Um, and if you haven't checked out the robots Roundtable podcast yet, go listen to that. I've had so much fun chatting with Ken and Sebastian and hopefully some of the other people on the network are the new show, the DL. Um, hopefully I'm going to be able to get, uh, both Jameson and Brenna in on an episode where we can chat stuff going on in their world with gaming news and things like that. It's so much fun. And every week we have a little competition. The one this week is who is most likely to be a rock star to become a rock star. And it ended up being between Bioshock and doom. (laughs) And we came up with our reasoning at the end of the episode for why that is. So go check that out. It should be on every podcatcher, iTunes, Spotify, Robots Roundtable. All right. Now on to the reviews. And you guys are, as usual, are absolutely nuts. We've got one, two, three, four, five more, including some really long and, and detailed ones. And long, not in like a bad way, long in like a very good way. Like a holy crap, you guys are awesome to even take the time to write three words, let alone a paragraph. So thank you. Thank you so much. I'm going to get through these as quick as I can. So first we have bovine God from the United States who writes my savior five stars. When I wake up in the morning, I know that I may not go to bed that night. Every day is a struggle to survive where you don't know what you're next meal is going to be where you don't know who to trust. It can be tough living out there. But ever since I found this podcast, I have had the singular glimmer of hope necessary to keep going on. No longer do I fear the long, grueling days of self-reflection and silence, interrupted only by the quick flashes of suspense and action. No longer do I loathe the times where I have to venture forth from my shelter high up to scavenge far below. For I have this podcast to keep my hopes up, and it is how I stay sane, living in my parents' house. Thank you. <laughs> so good, dude. I, I think this should become a um, a story. You should start your own podcast and do a story about living in your parents' house and surviving using Fallout podcasts. Um, thanks again, Bovine God. <laughs> I really do appreciate it. All right. Then we have Luke Loss from the US who writes, Robots slash Tom is awesome. Also with zeros in robots. Thank you so much. This podcast is one of the best I've listened to. If you are at all interested in Fallout's lore, you will love this podcast. Tom makes everything easy to understand and is very interesting. I finished the current episodes in a week and can't wait for more. Holy crap, dude. A whole week. You just went through like all of them in a week. Man, Netflix has changed everything. You guys are just like binging all sorts of stuff. It's <laughs> it's it's great. It's so good. I'd love to hear that you enjoyed it so much you just went through everything. But I'm going to keep making episodes, so keep on listening. Then we have Lexicon Halberd 
from the United States who writes a great podcast. I haven't played the Fallout games in over a year, but this may be about as interesting as the gameplay of those great games, I think is what they meant to say there. Uh, I found it both entertaining and informational. And I truly think that this podcast deserves five stars. I'd love to see more episodes. Well, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm getting them out there as fast as I can. I promise. This is a great podcast. Thank you, Tom and fellow supporters. Well, thank you so much. That's was such a nice, genuine review. I really do appreciate that. Then we have a mangled duck, not the mangled duck, a mangled duck from uh, Great Britain. And they write that the fallout podcast that delivers. This is a great podcast, which really keeps my mind occupied whilst, whilst I'm at work. Robots with Zeros keeps each episode fresh and always has interesting insights into each subject being talked about. He also has a good sense of humor. Well, thank you. And is always happy to go off on a weird tangent. Tangent? Tangent? Did I just say tangent? Yes. Which regularly has him questioning his own intelligence, which I just did. <laughs> Funny and informative Give it a listen. Martin from New from England. From not New England. Why did I want to say New England? Man, I need to slow down when I read these. I get so excited. Thank you, Martin. I really do appreciate it. Then we have one more, William Hawthorne from the United States, who writes, Top Notch Podcast. Robots with Zeros. You've done an amazing job here. Congra- uh, critical hits. I almost said congrats. critical hits on every episode that keep me involved when I can't do it myself. I've played most of the fallout series, but never had a chance to get deep into the lore. I especially love the information about the early games since I was a bit young at the time to fully grasp the concepts behind the first two keep up the wonderful work. I can't wait for the next episode. And then you even put like extra five stars in the text. Like you pasted in stars, which means that this is, a legit 10 star review because there are 10 star. I'm looking at 10 stars. There are 10 stars in front of my eyes right now. 10 star review. Thank you, William Hawthorne. Hawthorne? William? William Hawthorne. I could say it like that. What if I read all of these in my best um, Morgan Freeman voice, which I can't do? William Hawthorne. Does he sound like that? Morgan Freeman. I don't know. That's that's kind of there. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. And I apologize if I can't get an episode out next next week, but I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to try and make sure that I get something out for you guys. In the meantime, check out some other shows and hang out on the Discord and chat with us about your gameplay and all the stuff going on in your Fallout games. I'd love to hear from you guys. And I will see you, if not next week, uh, in the next two weeks. So have a good couple of weeks. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fallout Lorecast. All sounds and music are owned by Bethesda Softworks, and no copyright infringement is intended. If you have something you'd like to contribute to the show, please contact us at falloutlorecast at gmail.com or follow us and post some messages to us on Twitter at falloutlorecast. And if you'd like to support the show, tell a friend, or check out the rewards you can get for becoming a patron at patreon.com slash falloutlorecast. I really appreciate you listening, and I'd love to hear from you soon. So after a mostly sleepless night in that little room with that burnt-out bed, you decide to get up and start moving 
You've debated it most of the night. Do you continue west or do you follow the signal back to the east? What's the best way to go? After debating for a while, you decide, you know what? She said she had a signal. If there's a signal and it just doesn't happen to be to the west, then that must be her. You need to go east. And you need to continue looking for your wife. You pick up the suit off the courser, if that's what they're called, and that crazy-looking laser gun. You take a few shots at the wall. You actually blew some holes in it. This thing is impressive. It's amazing that your wife was able to take this guy down with her pipe pistol, but she must have got the jump on him. He doesn't look like a good guy, but then again, he doesn't look much like a guy at all with the computer parts sticking out of his chest. So you head out, back to the east, not along the same path that you traveled, a little bit more south than the way you came, following the signal. And before too long, you come across a little diner. This must have been a diner. It looks like a diner. You walk in and you hear in the kitchen a rummaging sound. There's something in there. Is it rad rats? Well, the signal isn't close, so this isn't the signal, but you think to yourself there, there's a chance that that maybe somebody took her device. Maybe she's here. Maybe you found her. You slowly open the door to the diner. You walk in and you can see tables and booths. This is the way the old world must have done it. You get pictures of hanging out for brunch with some friends eating eggs from unmutated chickens. Man, those must have been tasty. You hear some more rattling around in what seems like must be the kitchen area of the diner. And you peek through the door, only to reveal a strange-looking man in a jumpsuit, a blue jumpsuit, with a number 53 on the back. He's pulling apart the pipes. He has a bag. He's collecting pipes in a bag. The clanking is the pipes. He's, why is he stealing pipes? What is the point of that? And just then you can tell that he noticed that you were there and he turns and looks at you and goes, Hey buddy, anywhere else I can find some pipes? Then he notices the gun in your hand and he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, whoa, I'm just, I'm just, I'm sorry if these are your pipes. I'll, I'll put them back. I, I'm, I don't mean anybody any harm. Just, let, just leave me be. He seems fully at your beck and call. You can tell him to do seemingly anything. He thinks you're holding him up with this crazy looking laser gun. So what do you do? Now go to patreon.com slash falloutlorecast and look for the newest posting with the question about what you do on this week's episode. See you guys next time.